the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Roswell in the 21st Century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Welcome, 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 welcome to CC with BB. Yes, I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and so glad you are with us. You are loyal fans again and again, and that includes you, David. Thanks. <clears throat> Thank you, David, for contacting me. Are you a fan of the show? Let me hear from you. Go to my website, Coincider.com, or my Facebook page and make contact. Just put Connecting with Coincidence in your web browser. You'll find me. You'll find me. As usual, we are looking into all aspects of coincidences with people from around the world. 
Today, it is psychotherapy and positive psychology. Spread the word about the show. Word of mouth is how we grow. And here's an idea for all of you out there in Coinsiderland. Psychotherapy is a rich source of coincidences. Why? Because it has the qualities that increase the likelihood of coincidences, like need, high emotion, and major life stress. Patients need help. They're usually in high emotional states and going through a life stress, like now, the pandemic. Here's one with happened with me and my patient the other day, one of my patients. She was describing a young woman she did not like. The woman, young woman was named Jasmine. Her description of Jasmine sounded like the rich, spoiled, self-centered girl in the classic bad movie, Clueless. My patient said, well, I said that. It sounded like Clueless. And the, pa- and the patient said, I was watching Clueless last night. Coincidence. Well, I mentioned the movie. She had watched it less than 24 hours ago. She gave me a good scientific explanation for it. I didn't want to argue with her. There were other reasons to add to it. She had been afraid of her own feelings up until this time. This coincidence helped open up her emotions to herself and to me. Her homework was to watch another movie, this one called, coincidentally enough, Blue Jasmine, which is about an older version of the same spoiled rich girl unaware of other people's emotions. Yes, another Jasmine. Our guest today is Chris Mackey. Chris is a fellow of the Australian Psychological Society and a principal clinical psychologist at Chris Mackey and Associates at Geelong in Australia. He has had 40 years of psychotherapy experience, presented at numerous national and international scientific conferences on such topics as the effectiveness of psychological therapy for anxiety, depression, and trauma. Chris has a particular interest in promoting optimistic and uplifting approaches to mental health. He's the author of The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity, Enhance Your Mental Health with the Power of Coincidence. Chris aims to educate the wider community about positive psychology, including as a presenter on TV, as a, on well-being shows, Destination Happiness, through his practice website, and through his psychology YouTube channel. And I think, Chris, we haven't talked about this, but you share with me the interest in helping people consider telling each other their own coincidence stories. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bernie. Great to be with you again. And this idea of getting people to talk about their stories, their coincidence stories, is part of what I'm starting as um, the Coincidence Project. It's one of its main aims, and you are a big help in going in that direction. So let's talk about an, an, an idea that I would like our audience to listen to because it's a very helpful idea. What is positive psychology? Well, positive psychology is like a science of well-being, pioneered by Martin Seligman and developed further over the last 15 years. And so positive psychology looks at different ways of boosting people's mood and and adding to people's positive functioning. So even if people are functioning okay, they might not be suffering from anxiety or depression, it's how people can develop their well-being even further, uh, further into the positive pole of well-being. The, my guest the uh, previous time, two times ago uh, told us research that shows that people who incorporate co- coincidences into their lives are more likely to increase their well-being. How does that happen, do you think? Well, look, I think that there are a number of ways that uh, can boost our mood and engagement in different things that we're doing. So if I look at the positive uh, psychology model of PERMA, anything that boosts our PERMA, P-E-R-M-A, is good for our well-being. So the P relates to positive affect, the E relates to engagement, the R relates to relationships, M relates to meaning, and A relates to achievement. And some of the main things that come across from coincidences is people feel that often gives them a sense of affirmation. As one friend of mine says, 
it's like a yes from the universe, or I call it like a tick from the universe that you're on the right track. So I think that if we're engaged in something in a work sphere and we have coincidences that lead us to feel that we're doing something that, that's meant to be, well, not only are we likely to experience some positive affect with that, but that will help our engagement in what we're doing. It will help the meaning we derive from what we're doing. It'll help our sense of achievement. And synchronicity also helps with connection. It's a, many of your guests have talked about this feeling that coincidences when they run into someone in completely improbable circumstances, it helps them feel connected. Or they think of someone and then they contact them out of the blue. It helps them feel connected. Well, that's going to help the relationship side of, of, uh, of our PERMA. It, that's there's, there's a kind of a funny side to that relationship and synchronicity because uh, just take a, a car salesman as an example, uh, but salespersons of all kinds will try to see where the the potential customer and the salesperson overlap. Like, did they come from the same place? Did they go to the same high school? Um, did they go to the same church? Uh, did they have some same experiences on vacations? And it's a way of searching for ways of commonality. So there's a funny misuse potentially of that kind of connectability of a coincidence. Uh, yes, and, and I think that's where if people have a genuinely striking coincidence that is not contrived, uh -huh, yeah. that adds to the feeling of authenticity. It adds to the feeling of connection as though it relates to, well, almost like another dimension in life. So many people find that their coincidences are so profound. Uh, it might be that they're looking to uh, go in a different direction in their career or or develop a resource in some way, and they uncannily run into a person who can really help them take take uh, that field further or develop their career further in a certain direction. So that that it, it's a feeling of authentic connection with that person that that helps bolster someone's again their their engagement in what they're doing, their feeling that the path that they're on is is meant to be. I'm very glad you mentioned contrived because that's what the salesperson is doing. But um, I'll give you another example. Uh, I'm an example of what you just said. Uh, uh, a pretty famous guy, a TV personality also, uh, who interviewed me was telling me um, off the off the time we were talking um, off camera about um, a time that he was on his way to uh, from from a conference where uh, he had made a contact and was was able to be able to and he was looking forward to being interviewed by someone at a at a, a company that he really wanted to work for and on the plane uh, he sat next he was sat next to somebody and they, you know these planes are kind of funny places to have coincidences as you probably know and he was he ended up sitting next to the man who was the boss of the person who was going to interview him for the job he really wanted and he, the two hours on the plane they had a great time talking uh, he thought the connection was really strong. He loved that coincidence. It had happened much in the same way you were describing. It was not contrived. It was uh, kind of random on an airplane. And he thought, yeah, I'm going to get the job. Well, he, he was quite surprised when he didn't. Right. Uh, yeah, well, well uh, it just, just shows that the, it's not as if we can control certain situations or it's not as if something is a, is a guarantee. But what does strike me is the number of times that people have some kind of connection like that where different doors do open up. And, uh, and again, it, sometimes people might have an experience like that and they might feel that's disappointing and they learnt that a coincidence was not a guarantee of them achieving what they wanted, but maybe still something happened to steer them in a different direction that's worthwhile. It might have even got him to reflect even more deeply on whether the direction he was going in is it, it was ultimately right for him. I think anything that gets us to reflect on the meaning of situations for us is helpful as well. Oh, that's a very good point, Chris. That is a very good point. That in itself is a benefit to be able to reflect. And you were also saying um, that uh, the only failure is to learn from failure. And in your book, you, you quote from John Gardner, uh, we are continually faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as insoluble problems. 
Yes, yeah, so, and look, I think that's where anything that promotes our sense of engagement or energises us or, or gives us a sense of meaning makes a real difference. And, and certainly in the positive psychology field, the work of Ken Pargament is wonderful where he looks at how sacred experience, when people experience something as sacred, that, for example, if they view their work as a calling or they feel that their relationship is meant to be. Let's, let's, let's go on that calling in our next segment. You're listening right. to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Bateman, MD. We are speaking with Chris Mackey, author of The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Gen E as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Welcome back to CC with B. I'm your host. B, I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, CC with BB. And we are talking with Chris Mackey, author of The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. Chris, we were talking about spirituality uh, and meaning in the end of the last segment. Uh, could you tell us more about that and your own personal experiences with that? Yes, well, uh, just say with spirituality, I'm really interested in the research of Ken Pargament, where he looks at sacred experience. And so when people have a, a sense, for example, that their work is a calling, they relate it to a spiritual dimension, if you like, or if people feel that a relationship is meant to be, in that situation, it can help people more, be more engaged in, say, their work or their relationship. It helps people withstand stress further. It helps people 
people be more energized in what they're doing. It helps people experience positive affect whilst they're engaged in their work or enjoying their relationship. So in other words, uh, in a demonstrable way, that means that when people believe that there's a, a, a sacred aspect to their experience, then that will tend to add to, to their perma. Uh, but also in recent years, we've learned more about the physical benefits of having a belief in spirituality, which doesn't necessarily mean having to be religious. There are about 25 to 30% of people in the Western world who would identify with being spiritual without being religious. And I'd, I'd be one of those people. But um, when, when people, uh, for example, uh, find that they, they look back and they feel that there's been a path that uh, has become more obvious to them how they ended up doing the work that they're doing, for example, that can add to the meaning. And, and actually, I was one of those people where initially I was a, an agnostic or an atheist, uh, if you like. When I went to university, I went through a severe depression. And, and when I went through that severe depression, towards the end of the uh, time as a third year student, I, was, uh, I looked across to the social worker who was helping me. And I thought at that stage that, um, well, look, in a way, you've helped me so much, I, I wouldn't mind your job. And it kind of struck me that actually I had a cadetship lined up with the government. Uh, this was actually in fourth year when I finished with her. And I realised that I actually was likely to work in a psychiatric hospital uh, with this scholarship that I had. And then uh, this was still from an agnostic uh, point of view. I felt it was a fortuitous uh, experience that I had this opportunity to work in the, psych uh, in the psychology field. And I felt that meant a little bit more to me uh, because I knew what it was like to be helped as someone who'd been depressed and then recovered. But I still was an atheist when I started off in my work. But after two or three years, uh, I went to a workshop called a, a, well, a wellness workshop by a fellow called John Travis of John Hopkins University. And I was a real skeptic of the spiritual principles that he was bringing up. I was actually annoyed because he was wearing a caftan and showed pictures of a seagull. And I thought, oh, this is really touchy, feely, rubbish. I, I wondered why the other adults in the room wasn't picking, weren't picking him up more on this. And at the end of the, you sound like an old work, rugby. You sound like an old rugby player. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah. Well, towards the end, I did used to play rugby. Funnily enough, but, but towards the end of this workshop, he said to me, "Look, I know that um, uh, you might not be convinced by what I, I've been saying, but many, many scientists have turned to religion. You might be interested in that, and you might be interested in reading about this book called The Aquarian Conspiracy, which describes some of the." overlap in principles between science and religion, including in quantum physics. That piqued my interest. I read the book about 60 pages in. It had a reference to synchronicity, and I experienced this explosion of synchronicity in my everyday life and with my clients over the next now, wait, couple now, of wait, weeks. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So here you read about synchronicity in the Aquarian conspiracy, and then you began experiencing an explosion of synchronicities. How do you understand that one, Chris? Well, it was just, initially it was unfathomable, but that led to a real, well, paradigm change in my own thinking, because one day I saw six, six clients and each of the six clients reported synchronicity to me completely spontaneously. Wow. For example, for, for example one client uh, was a very alienated young woman, very socially isolated. And I'd said to her the previous week, I'd asked her if she'd heard the expression, no man is an island. Now, she hadn't heard that expression, but she came back the following week and she said, look, you wouldn't believe this. My mother's just started a creative writing course, which was unusual in itself because her mother was a very rigid woman with whom she had a lot of conflict. And the mother was given a task to write an essay that she couldn't do and asked the daughter to write it for her. The topic was No Man is an Island. That is six, a good one. That, that is that a good is, one. There were six that. people out of six on that day. That's one of the most memorable ones. But several others were towards that order. And I thought, hey, well, I've got to revise I, my I, idea here. Yeah, yeah, you need to revise your idea, but I, I think you're talking about something that's very, very important that has not been paid enough attention to. Uh, two things. you One is that you 
suddenly had a burst of synchronicities. And the second is that a lot of them happened during psychotherapy. And those, these are two questions that are very important for our audience to understand and recognize. And particularly the second one about psychotherapists, because I would like to see psychotherapists become more tuned in to the possibility of coincidences during psychotherapy and start integrating them into the psychotherapeutic process. What do you think of that? Uh, I very much agree with that. And there was, a, I think, a, a relatively recent British study with counsellors, I think about 200 counsellors, where 44% of them described that they'd experienced synchronicity in a session with a client. And about and two thirds. It, it was a very general description of synchronicity. There weren't much details in that study, as I recall. Uh, yes. Yes. So, and and I've seen I've seen dissertations unpublished by uh, psychology graduate students trying talking about coincidences during psychotherapy, but I'm talking with you who is an experienced psychotherapist who gets out there and gives speeches to people who's on the radio, who loves psychotherapy, sees the tre tremendous value in it from your own experience as well as the people that you've helped. How do we? How do we bring your kinds of experiences to the awareness of therapists themselves so that we not only say they happen, but how they happen and how they can be used in therapy? Well, I think it's by telling stories, which is what you're interested in. And that, that's one reason why I wanted to include that in my book, a couple of chapters of, of client stories, because some of them are, are, are very compelling. And uh, even at a simple level, one woman who is in a very problematic relationship, and she had this dream of a woman's voice saying, go and look on top of this cupboard when she was staying in her boyfriend's house. Look in the, on top of a cupboard in the bathroom. Uh, there'll be some papers there. And then the, the, the next morning she wakes up and, and she wasn't going to do it. It sounds too weird to follow this dream. But she feels like there's this voice saying, go and look on top of the cupboard. She looks on this cupboard. There's some clothes there. She, she lifts up the clothes. She finds a docket underneath them that showed us a hotel receipt and it was actually evidence that her boyfriend was having an affair with someone else. Wow. And so it was only by following her premonition like she predicted this, it was like a prophecy, if you like, that she was almost like a reluctant participant in this, but it was such a compelling feeling. She followed it through and there was the evidence that helped to break up from that relationship. Wow. That's, uh, that is something where you can tell there is some, where something exists in a dream and then go there. I've heard of people uh, dreaming of a, a lost book somewhere and, and, uh, show, and finding it uh, out there in the grass in no place. The ability to, f to get to places we don't know, uh, get to places and know the places without knowing how we got there, I call human GPS. This is a kind of like dream version of the same thing to find something that's helpful to somebody else. That's, those are the kinds of things I like to catalog. Um, and you're describing what you heard and what happened. How do, how do you use coincidences as a psychotherapeutic aid? Well, one thing, to take that person's story further, it had a huge turnaround in her life when uh -huh. she realized that I would listen to weird experiences. I'd listen to coincidences. And then she told me one evening she'd been going to bed and just when she went to bed, she saw this apparition of like a, a little old man with hobnail boots and very old clothing on it. it seemed very weird but she'd been looking for evidence from her family roots she'd only gone to about year 10 in school and she's looking at her family roots and she'd given up looking up the internet to find out her uh, her you know previous descendants uh, or ancestors anyway this figure said to her keep looking in the morning you will find what you're looking for. So an apparition, we could call that a psychotic sy symptom. But the next morning she woke up, she went back to the internet and she found evidence of ancestors who were very academic, who, who'd achieved great things educationally. And that heard, led her to think, hey, maybe I can do further study so she went from these troubled relationships and all sorts of distress. She would have had a lot of borderline personality symptoms, uh, complicated personality difficulties. She went back to study. 
she completed a course uh, in a particular profession. I heard from her about six months ago, and in almost rapid time, within a few years, she'd achieved a, a, a senior position in a health professional field. She wouldn't have told me I, that story if I hadn't shown an openness to hearing about coincidences oh, and experience. Very important. And I think what you just said, uh, by having that image of the docket on top of the cabinet, not sure what it was, she learned to be, and it worked, she learned to trust her own intuition, to, to, to be able to tune in and trust what she heard from herself. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are talking with Chris Mackey, who is the author of The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. Bernie, do you think there'll be a chance to get out there dancing in, uh, in the next few months? With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com 
or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Oopa doopa doopa ba doopa. Welcome back to CC with BB. We're talking with Chris Mackey, author of The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. And Chris, you are just such a fan of the benefit of coincidences. Uh, it's, uh, it's remarkably clear that you are and that you use them uh, what what some for some reason uh, you make me think about how sometimes they're not so great that sometimes uh, they can be problematic i wonder if you could talk a little bit about that too as particularly if you can bring up coincidences during psychotherapy that turn out to be maybe useful in the sense that i really great thing you're saying that they activate your self-awareness they make you think they make you reflect but that they cause trouble they can cause trouble for people too that they have to then figure their way out um y yes they can look there's such a powerful personal experience uh that, that i will relate uh, relate this because it does relate to the repeated number six the sixth of june in uh, in in particular and the darkest experience i had in my life resonated around a coincidence of numbers at six o'clock on the sixth of june but the the first part of the story is after i'd experienced that explosion of coincidences uh not long after that i met a girlfriend then then who became my wife but when we were uh, boyfriend and girlfriend when we when we were going out we experienced a remarkable number of sixes like it was ridiculous how often we'd stay in a if we stayed in a hotel room as room 66 the sixth room of the sixth floor or room 606 it became a running joke for us well it was actually uh, not planned this way but we became uh, engaged at six o'clock on the 6th of June. I hadn't consciously thought of that time. I was wanting to get engaged the day before in the afternoon, but it turned out that we were staying on a tropical island. And on the 5th of June, it was an island night where the uh, men were meant to wear uh, like a, a Sulu, like a dress. I thought, I'm not gonna get engaged in a dress. So I thought I'll, I'll leave it till the next day. And it turned out that I was going to uh, propose to my wife in the afternoon, but she got uh, marooned on a windsurfer, didn't come in until a few hours later and so it turned out to be six o'clock on the 6th of June and afterwards I thought how remarkable that that time has come up but that felt to me affirming of our relationship when I realized uh, how it had turned out I felt our relationship was partly meant to be but six years later I was admitted to a psychiatric hospital after I'd become severely depressed and I wasn't very oriented to time or the date at the time. This is not something that you really plan, the timing of going into a psychiatric hospital, certainly no, in any conscious no, way. It no. was six o'clock on the 6th of June. Now that was very dark. And at that stage, like when people are severely depressed, I thought I would never get well again. Uh, well, just, I, I, just, just to be clear, six o'clock on the 6th of June, six years previous to that, you proposed to your wife. Exactly. So there's a way in which you put in a lot of details. So I have to bring out the major eyes that your major forms you're talking about. I, I don't mean this uh, as a, a particularly as a criticism, although it may sound like it. It's that you, the when people tell coincidence stories, they often add more details than the listener can be able to absorb. Uh, That's because, 
because they're so caught up in remembering the delight and the emotion of the experience. So I am trying to encourage people not just to tell coincidence stories, but to tell them in a way that keeps the listener more in mind. Because the details that you're telling me right now are somewhat overwhelming of the major major points you're trying to make. That's a good point, Bernie. And, and it gets across the, the experience is so numinous, like so otherworldly that people will be very much relating to the details of their experience. But there's this archetypal theme, if you like, in the background. And in this case, it's of, um, say, the uh, repeated sixes representing to me the bookends of heaven, like getting engaged, and hell, being admitted to a psychiatric hospital on earth. But the darkness of that latter experience that at that point I felt my life was, was over, but as I was gradually recovering, I still felt that there was some meaning in these repeated sixes. And it gave me a hint uh, as I was recovering that maybe the dark depths of that expression, uh, that, uh, that experience of depression and what I learned from going through it was likely to be valuable in some way in my future. And so it has turned uh, out and, so... And, and- And let's just do that a little slower, too, because I think you're doing what we need to have happen, that Chris Mackey has had a series of events involving the number six. He and his wife would stay in a hotel room that had the number six on it. They would notice them. Uh, in other ways, but these the June ones, the bookends of June of the the making uh, the proposal to her, her accepting it, and then on the same date, six years six years later, six six June sixth, you go to a psychiatric hospital. So you your mind has been brought to pay attention to sixes, and and I think you also said in your book that uh, you were wondering whether you should marry her or not, um, and you didn't know how spiritual she might be, but she then um, got into the six numbers, paying attention to the six with you, and that helped confirm the idea that you wanted to marry her. Yes, and specifically by us both looking at a matchbox one day, and she pointed out to me that look at that matchbox, which was a redhead's matchbox. It used to always have the cover of a redheaded woman. And at this time, it had a playing cards series on the matchbox. And the matchbox cover was the Six of Hearts. That's good. And what did she say to that? She just basically said, look at, look at that. And I was struck because I'd been... You know, I could have been accused of reading sixes into everything, looking out for sixes all over the place. Uh, however, I missed such an obvious sign in front of my nose, but I'd had this feeling in the previous week, I had a strong premonition that something would happen that would give me an indication of whether she was the right person for me. And I felt that by her pointing that out to me, it showed a kind of openness uh, to transpersonal experience on, on her part. I I understand. What I didn't understand from reading about this is that uh, you were known as the guy who looked for sixes, that you were looking for them in lots of different places. Is that what you were saying? Well, well, to me as a scientist, I internally thought I could have been, if you like, accused of that, so to speak. So it was remarkable that I missed something so obvious. I thought it added to the neatness of the As a scientist, were you looking for sixes? Uh, look, I, look, I don't think so. I, I'm interested in statistics and all the rest of it. So I was interested that when I wrote about that hotel room, uh, the, the, the sixes in my first uh, edition of the book, the next hotel room we stayed in together it was a hotel of 300 rooms and we were allocated room 606. Yeah. Yeah. And that you have to pay attention to those. And I have trouble with all the numbers that are around, like in a hotel or on on license plates or in advertising or just on a clock, that we can find the numbers we are looking for if we are looking for them. But then from all that morass of numbers emerges some numbers that appear to be regularly recurring, at least from from our perspective. How do you distinguish between those two poles? 
Um, look, I think, again, it's partly to do with uh, intuition and, dare I say, a level of awareness. Every now and then I find myself uh, thinking about something which it almost feels a little bit more contrived. I, I want something to work out a certain way or whatever, and that rarely has the kind of impact. There are other times where something just hits you between the eyes, like that six of hearts on the matchbox, and it just feels so deeply authentic. It resonates in a certain kind of way. But then I explore the meaning further, and I was interested when I did look up numerology that I'd never paid much attention to, again, when I was writing the first edition, I found that six was the only number I could see on the list that related to love. And I thought, well, that's kind of curiously interesting to me. To me, that had an affirming uh, sense. But whether that might be seen to be rational or not rational, what I can say is like Ken Pargament's comment about if people see there as being sacred dimension to relationships. When I did experience some conflict with, with my wife uh, through my adult life, I must admit that thought of the sixes always led me to feel deep down that there was something meaningful and, and, and worthwhile, and in a sense, meant to be about our relationship. And that uh, helped me think. Yeah, that, uh, that is a beautiful way of thinking about it is meant to be coincidences. Because there's so many, there's so many times I hear reports um, about people having coincidences that make them feel that this relationship is meant to be. I have a Psychology Today blog, and the most popular by far is the is a the one that's about uh, a co is this is this coincidence mean that our relationship is meant to be more than 120,000 uh, looks on that one, uh, and and they want to know the answer to that question, and part of the way to answer the question that you've just told me is that you keep the relationship together by recognizing the spiritual nature of your connection that the coincidence helped reveal to each of you because what happens a lot is that they have the coincidence and they just say okay that's it uh, we're together and then they're surprised when things happen that tear them apart you're listening to connecting with coincidence i am your host dr bernie bikeman md we are talking with chris mackey who is the author of the positive psychology of synchronicity abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again simultv.com simultv.com what's simultv.com that's what i asked them they had it written on the side of their ufo how do you spell that ufo no i mean simultv.com 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 right simultv.com interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com ufo last night oh yeah yeah now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. 
Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Welcome back to CC with BB. I am your host, your singing host. I can do more than that. Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And yes, this is, and we're CC with BB, and we're listening, we're talking with Chris Mackey. And come up with a, and during the break, we came up with an interesting question for Chris that I think is so compelling that the, Chris's sixes can be thought of as Chris seeking meaning out of what's the numbers around him. And it's what he's doing with it that's so much important and what makes it something. But I listen to you, Chris, and I think you think there's something more going on, that these numbers are somehow out there. It's not just you making it up. There's something else out there speaking to you in this language. What do you, how do you respond to that? Uh, yes, I think there is something more objective to that. And um, look, I might give another example, which I think people will relate to practically how this to me, that uh, this could seem more externally motivating. In my book, The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity, I look to relate, I, I talk about how the mental health field could develop further. And I look to uh, link uh, uh, the field of psychology with synchronicity, which is a kind of para, paranormal phenomenon, and quantum physics, because I think that synchronicity relates to, I'll call it psychic entanglement, might come back to that later, but, um, but with quantum physics and shamanism or traditional healing. It turns out they all have the same symbol of psi. So it's a trident shape. The trident shape, Greek letter psi, is the symbol for psychology, it's also the shorthand of psi for psychic phenomena. It also relates to wave functions in quantum physics. And in a famous painting by Jackson Pollock called The Guardians of the Secret, the middle of the painting has various shamanic symbols and a prominent one is the symbol psi. Now, I think that that's a curious echo from the universe that these four phenomena that I'm looking to link with each other all have the same symbol. And then I thought, well, if it relates to external reality, not just in my own mind, then there must be something deeply archetypal about this image. May, it must relate to the human body. And if you think of what is a trident shape like, you can imagine a preacher, for example, in front of a church standing straight with arms out and uplifted. That's a trident shape. Yeah. And so I think well, it's kind of curious. This seems like, as, as Jung talked about, archetypal symbols. That seems more than chance. And as one extra example, when I was doing a book launch in London, I went there for the launch of the second edition. And at the end, there was a signing. And when we had a book signing, I was lamenting in my own mind that I'd had half an hour to talk about uh, the book to, in the talk I did beforehand. And I hadn't mentioned about Psy. This lady came up to me afterwards, the first to buy a book. Her name was Shiva. And I asked her, oh, is your name after the Indian god Shiva? And she said, no, but I relate to the, uh, the god Shiva because see on the back of my hand, I've got these unusual veins. Uh, Shiva's symbol was the trident. And on the back of my uh, hand, you'll see these prominent veins that look like a trident. And I thought, ah, there's the psi symbol. It did come into my talk after all. Oh, good. And, and Neptune uh, walked around with a trident or swam around with a trident also, famously. The, the yes. trident, so there, there's several different places where psi, the psi symbol of psi um, 
showed up as well as it means the mind, at least to some people, uh, for psychology, um, it's where it starts and for, um, parapsychology, the psi, uh, and for Neptune, it's, I don't know. And the back of the hand and Shiva, I don't know, but they, they are, are, these are symbols that are around in very different places as you so aptly describe. And I like finding those. Uh, and archetype is a good name for it. This means it's been around for a while and it's in a lot of people's minds in different forms. And it's almost like you can get into the subconscious or unconscious of the world or humanity, but I think it's the world about the way the world works and the way the world works has a code to it. I think that, that what you're pointing out about what Psy does gives us an idea about what might the code B or what are the, what are the elements of the code? Because it tells us how things work. Coincidences have long been a way in which human beings have figured out how reality works. And you are on a track right there to say, Sai, well, what is that telling us about what's underlying what our regular reality? And what is it telling us, Chris? Well, at a personal level, it leads me to uh, be more confident in pursuing the link between psychology and psychic phenomena and quantum physics. And the more you look into those fields, the more you do see evidence of it. For example, uh, if we're looking at objective evidence, uh, how is it that, for example, a person on one side of the earth can think of someone on the other side of the earth and then that person calls them up just at that time. And, um, you know, what, what's to say that that's um, uh, not just a, a, a coincidence? I think it happens so often, but you wonder about a mechanism. I know sometimes people on your show are talking about what could a mechanism be? Well, what strikes me is in the field of physics and quantum physics, they've discovered a principle and, and confirmed a principle called entanglement, which means that if you get two, for example, electrons that interact with each other and can separate them from one end of the Earth to the other. Now, I don't know exactly how they physically do that, but they've demonstrated that you have these, uh, like, say, particles in contact with each other, separate them from one part of the Earth to the other, and then if something affects the, for example, spin of one electron at that instantaneous moment, without any time between them at all, the twinned particle has a complementary adjustment in its spin. Now, that means that faster than the speed of light, these two particles or these two electrons are connected instantaneously. Well, I think if matter can be connected instantaneously at a distance, then why not people's minds? Why can't we have psychic entanglement? And so the personal experience of, say, the psi symbol resonating through those areas has led me to explore more about through reading and the science of it and looking to uh, think of how this can work. And it encourages different kinds of uh, ideas that are still partly testable, if you like. But um, uh, and, and that's what led me to look for evidence of psi in psychology and, and to learn that Daryl Bem, a prominent psychology professor in the social psychology realm, has presented a lot of data and evidence for psychic ph phenomena as uh, a, a very prominent psychological researcher. And so I realised there is evidence for psi, uh, including telepathic experience in psychology. It just tends to be ignored because people often discredit that evidence or ignore it because it doesn't fit their rational conception of how the world should be. That's a that's a simple way of saying it, and I've said it many ways, many times that way. It doesn't fit their concept. What it what that means is it frightens them because they will have to change their concept of the world, and the idea that our minds are linked in the ways you're talking about through and some kind of entanglement is frightening because many human beings want to have their minds thought about to themselves as within their skull, and nobody can tamper with my mind, and they don't want to have their thoughts recognized to be entangled or intermingling with the thoughts of other people but they are ladies and gentlemen they are and just wake up to it is because it's going to be happening and guys like chris and me and many others are trying to say we're much more connected everybody knows that somehow especially now with the pandemic but much more connected 
is what we have to figure out how we're connected. And entanglement is a way of understanding it because the two particles have to be brought together for a while. They have to then become identified by the other one. They are so entangled. They can't see one without the other. And human beings do that in various degrees in families and in jazz groups and in sports teams become entangled with each other and able to communicate in ways that well, are supposed to be not you're not able to do it, but we can. So Chris, you're, you're on to what we have to help humanity recognize that our minds are entangled. And rather than just recognize it, just how does that work? Because some minds are more entangled with each other than other minds. Uh, yes, and it's hard to understand how entanglement works. We mightn't completely understand the mechanism because it's so complex, but I think that there is such a mechanism. It's interesting the parallel with, say, uh, propinquity. Propinquity is that term for uh, when you think of someone that you haven't seen for a long time and then you run into them uh, soon afterwards or that they call you. Um, look, I, I might just mention as a final thing, uh, I'm interested in how a positive psychology uh, practitioner called David Cooper Ryder encourages people to go into more depth in our experience in a healthy way. And, and he described how he developed this question he'd like to ask people, uh, say, if he were to meet with all the spiritual leaders of the world, he thought, what question would he ask them to tap into this depth of well-being that we know that a spiritual dimension can help with? And he thought about this. He, he thought he'd like to ask people the question, can you share a story of a moment or a period of time when clarity about your life purpose emerged for you. Then he added, it might be when your calling happened or it might be an important awakening or teaching, a special experience or event, or when you received a guiding vision. Well, I think for many people like myself, it's the experience of synchronicity above all others that, that, that for me personally has led to that sense of a calling. And it's not a simple thing, it's not a complex thing, it's not just all looking to be up and positive. One of the things that gelled that sense for me, as I say, was when I was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. And, and, a, and, and there we end, and we want our audience to know that being admitted to a psychiatric hospital can really be well, life-changing positively. We're talking to Chris Mackey, author of The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. This is the X-Zone Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Thanks very much, Bernie.